first half of 1847, an estimated 300,000 Irish migrants arrived into the port of Liverpool. Irish migration into Lancashire escalated significantly during the Great Famine and remained high in the post-famine period. Irish migrants were described as being markedly susceptible to mental illness, and Lancashire's four major asylums absorbed a huge number of Irish migrants from the 1850s onwards. A three-year, Wellcome Trust-funded project, Madness, Migration and the Irish in Lancashire, circa 1850-1921, has been set up to examine this phenomenon. The project, a collaboration between Professor Hilary Marland at the University of Warwick and Dr Catherine Cox at University College Dublin, began its work in February 2010 when Dr Sarah York took up her position as research assistant. Um, the project takes the particular case study of Irish migration to Lancashire um, from the final years of the Great Famine to Irish independence to explore the relationship between um, Irish migration and mental disorder. Um, it explores how um, new social demands and culture, isolation, trauma, um, discrimination influence the lives and mental well-being of Irish migrants. Um, the Irish and uh, Irish migrants in particular um, have been depicted as prone to mental illness and institutionalisation in the 19th and 20th centuries, um, but as yet this has been little explored in the English context. So really one of the main focuses of the project um, is to assess whether particular stereotypes and concerns have influenced um, institutionalisation of Irish patients and also their treatment. The project um, explores three clusters of research questions. The first um, asks how did Irish-born migrants end up in the asylum? Um, how was Irish lunacy represented and contrasted in England and Ireland? And what management strategies were deployed in Lancashire to um, tackle the high numbers of um, Irish migrants entering the institutions within the county? The Lancashire asylum system was one of the largest in the world and comprised of Lancaster Moor, Rainhill, Prestwich and Whittingham asylums. The impact of Irish admissions was staggering, accounting for around half of admissions to Liverpool's Rainhill Asylum by the late 1850s, and nearly half of the resident population by 1871. Well, Rainhill Asylum has the most complete records for the purpose of our study, um, as they clearly state uh, Irish-born patients, they give us place of birth, and from this we've been able to develop a statistical profile of Irish-born patients. And we've also done um, cross-record linkage with admission registers. Um, so between the two records, we've got details of age, gender, religion, occupation, previous residence, um, length of stay in the asylum. And this has allowed us to um, chart the sort of changing profile of Irish migrants coming into the asylum and then link this with um, broader patterns of confinement and migration. Um, we've also been able to identify um, several variances between the Irish and non-Irish patients within Rainhill Asylum. So we've identified um, differences in previous residents and locality within uh, Liverpool and the sort of Lancashire area, as well as variances in cause and form of mental disorder and length of stay in the asylum. The arrival of large numbers of Irish in Lancashire prompted a series of anxieties for civil, religious and medical authorities, particularly as the Irish became concentrated in overcrowded, disadvantaged areas of Liverpool. The Irish were held responsible for a range of evils that threatened the social equilibrium, the rising incidence of pauperism, violence and crime generally, and more specifically, outbreaks of disease, declining wages, sectarian violence and political tensions. These anxieties intensified during particular flashpoints, such as outbreaks of cholera and typhus in Liverpool. In the asylums, meanwhile, overcrowding had become a major problem. 
Medical superintendents referred specifically in their annual reports to the high number of Irish patients coming into the institutions and the added pressure this placed on asylums that were already overcrowded and overstretched in terms of resources. One obvious response to the um, overcrowded state of institutions was of course to expand them um, and this was done on a major scale during the 19th century. The Rainhill Asylum was um, built in 1851, originally to accommodate three to 400 patients, but in 1886 a new annex was built um, to provide space for an additional 1,000 patients. And similar um, building projects were undertaken at Prestwich and Whittingham in response to uh, their overcrowded state. At this time they were described as full to capacity um, and swollen. The problem of overcrowding was also tackled by the use of workhouse facilities and patient exchanges with poorer authorities and several private asylums, for example Brook Villa and Haydock Lodge. In 1895 a patient exchange was initiated with the Guardians of the Rochdale Union so that 80 chronic patients could be transferred from Prestwich Asylum to Rochdale Union Workhouse. The project also examines attitudes to Irish migrants and the associated high levels of insanity, exploring whether the Irish were identified in official and medical discourse and lay commentary as a group who were particularly susceptible to mental illness and vulnerable to psychiatric intervention. In official and medical discourse, the Irish were associated with drink and in turn drink was identified as a cause of insanity. Public anxieties about Irish migrants and Irish insanity were affected in press reporting and lay commentary which was harsh in tone. In 1870, the Preston Chronicle and Lancashire Advertiser reported that the influx of Irish lunatics had forced extra asylum accommodation to be provided at the expense of the ratepayers, referring to the importations of Owl Ireland's demented children. The hardening of attitudes seen in lay commentary did not correlate with the periods which saw the highest influx of Irish migrants. Rather, it was associated with the latter decades of the century, and is connected to the growing medical discourse on heredity and the increase in insanity, and the gloomy prognosis for the populations threatened with escalating rates of insanity more broadly. An objective of the project is to couple the bigger picture of the impact of Irish migration within the asylum system to individual stories of migration, poverty and unemployment, and a series of notebooks, um, which are a Preston record office, have allowed us to gain access into um, the patient's life before they were committed to the asylum. In particular, it gives us details of place of birth and also names the um, institution within Lancashire that the patient was sent to. So again, we've been able to do cross-record linkage with case books um, and, and get a more rounded picture of the patient's um, overall experience before and after a committal to the asylum. We've been able to identify that many Irish women were single or widowed and were domestic servants. One such person was Bridget Fennell. A pauper lunatic at Rainhill Asylum, sent there by the parish of Liverpool on the 2nd of June, 1876. Order made on the county, 20th of April, 1878. Aged, 48, single, born in Ireland, Irish parents, a domestic servant. Always been in service. Was admitted to the workhouse on 12th of April, 1876, from 75 Collingwood Street, Liverpool where had been living in lodgings for two or three weeks. She had previously been living in service in Everton from when she was removed to Mill Road Hospital Everton and to Walton Workhouse and afterwards to Collingwood Street. A sister of lunatic named Mary Lennon lives at number one house Fox's Buildings Collingwood Street, Liverpool. Lunatic was admitted to asylum on 2nd of June 1876. No settlement. Melancholia, ill-nourished and weak. Restless at night, requiring chloral hydrate. 
Discharged, recovered, November 1876. A large number of Irish patients of both sexes had criminal convictions. They were often highly mobile or vagrants. One such person was Thomas Benson. A pauper lunatic in Prestwich Asylum, set there on the 26th day of October 1868 by the Union of Barton upon Irwell. Order made on the county, 7th of January, 1869. Age, about 41. Weaver or tin plate worker. Single, no settled home. Born in Belfast. Been in Leeds and Leicester jails and was on his way from Liverpool to Manchester when he committed a larceny at Barton-upon-Irwell. Lately, a criminal confined in Fisherton House Asylum and the Broadmoor Asylum. Was sentenced to seven years penal servitude. Many had only been a short time in Lancashire before admission to the asylum and often via the workhouse, and many were in poor bodily health. Daniel Connor, a pauper lunatic at Rainhill Asylum, sent there by the parish of Liverpool on the 6th of March, 1880. Order made on the county, 2nd of April, 1881. Born in Wexford, Ireland. Irish parents came from Ireland to 32 Raymond Street, Liverpool, where he resided three days and was then taken to the Liverpool workhouse was admitted to asylum on 6th of March, 1880. 20. Single. Labourer. Mania. Bodily condition, thin. Wild, noisy and excited. Given warm bath and cold douche and was put in a padded room. Bromide and hyacyamine administered. Weak and became emaciated. Died. April, 1882. A significant number of Irish patients had been to America and then subsequently returned to England. The poor law and asylum authorities expressed resentment at Irish paupers being returned from America to Liverpool rather than being returned directly to Ireland. One such person was Mary Jane O'Mara, a pauper lunatic at Rainhill Asylum, sent there by the parish of Liverpool on the 21st day of July, 1885. Order made on the county on the 19th day of June, 1886 said to have been born in County Tipperary, Ireland. Admitted to the Liverpool workhouse on 21st of July, 1885, from SS Germanic. She has only first landed from America, where she had been many years. Admitted to Rainhill Asylum, 21st of July, 1885. Charged 26th of January, 1886. Is believed to have returned to America. No further information can be obtained. 33. Single, acute mania, labours under numerous delusions. Emigrated to America at an early age. Restless and talkative. Discharged 26th of January, 1886. The records indicate a variety of viewpoints on Irish patients. Negative responses to the burden Irish migrants placed on Lancashire's welfare agencies and asylum system were plentiful, but responses could also be sympathetic and pragmatic, attributing confinement to the stress of migration and disappointment. The project shows a hitherto little explored aspect of the Irish problem in 19th and early 20th century England by its focus on lunacy. It opens up a new and distinct area of historical inquiry and at the same time engages with the problem in present-day psychiatry, the challenge of explaining high rates of mental illness among migrants and minority ethnic groups.